RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Thursday morning at RCR. I know many of our listeners look forward to Thursday because they know it's Perigo's Perspective morning on Thursday. And uh, Lindsay is with me now. Lindsay, welcome back to RCR. Thank you very much. Very happy to be back. Look, I tell you, that um, bit of feedback that we read out that came in with the young man, as it turns out, talking about him and his father listening to your perspective, that touched a lot of people. Did it touch you? Must have. It most certainly did. And (laughs) in (laughs) fact, it, it gave me fodder for today's perspective, as you will hear. Have you heard anything that's really impressed you beyond that? Because that would be hard to top. Coming close to impressing me is what Winston Peters said spontaneously in reaction to a question about vaccine injuries. Now, I I have to tell you, Paul, I don't trust Winston as far as I could kick him. I think he is part of the uni party, even though he's not in parliament. But it just sounds to me, sounded to me, when I heard his reaction to the question, that he was actually being genuine. And I have said to someone I know very well, a former press secretary of his, that Winston is perfectly placed to say the right things. But this time, he has to mean them. And if he does mean them, Put it this way, if he doesn't mean them, we should hold his feet to the fire. Okay. Loud and clear. Coming in loud and clear. Strength nine. We hear you. (laughs) All right. So let's get to this week's Perigo's perspective. Lindsay, I'm going to put another drum roll in here. There it is. There it is. The floor is yours, sir. Thank you so much. Among the most gratifying of comments that came in after last week's perspective was this one. What I respect most about you is that you don't pull any punches. You deliver your statements with total conviction, giving off zero sense of self-censorship. Many of us have been waiting years, decades even, to hear someone in the media, any media, call out the BS to the full extent that you do. Well, that, of course, was music to my ears, especially since I have spent years fending off milksops, pretending to be on my side, who fault me for my passion I make no apology for the trembling in my voice. They can stick their nuances, their subtleties, their pragmatic cowardice up their gay places. What was especially reassuring and edifying in this message, the writer will get the joke here, is that he told me he was born after I left television, meaning he can be no older than 30. And here was I thinking all millennials are moronials, snowflakes, given to temper tantrums if someone expresses a blunt opinion, especially a true blunt opinion. The battle between weasel piss 
and candid expression has been around for a while. Before he got the chance to say, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, harking back to last week, Ronald Reagan had bemoaned the pervasiveness of weasel words and called on Republicans to be more brave in their rhetoric. I am a convert to Republicanism. I spent most of my adult life as a Democrat, and I can testify that when I found I could no longer follow the leadership of the Democratic Party, I became a Republican not because the parties were the same, but precisely because they were different. More than half of those who didn't vote have been polled and say it no longer makes any difference which party wins. Now some have taken another course. There are some among us, and I respect their views, who suggest that that means an end to the Republican Party, that we should form a new third party. May I suggest an alternative to that? Let's have a new first party, a Republican Party, raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels, a banner instantly recognizable as standing for certain values which will not be compromised. Bold colors, no pale pastels. When he did get the chance to say, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall, he nearly didn't. State Department and National Security Council weasel pisses found the words outlandish and provocative and unpresidential. Sounds depressingly familiar, doesn't it? For three weeks, the National Security Council and the State Department went back and forth with the White House communications team to change the speech. Seven alternative drafts were submitted, each version omitting the call to tear down this wall. Each time it was taken out, Ronnie put it back in. And when the moment came, he said it. General Secretary Gorbachev, if you seek peace, if you seek prosperity for the Soviet Union and Eastern Europe, if you seek liberalization, come here to this gate. Mr. Gorbachev, open this gate. Gorbachev. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. So, if the weasel pisses had had their way, one of the most famous and significant lines of the 20th century would never have been uttered. The wall, indeed, might still be up. I gave an egregious example of wishy-washy weasel piss from the Democracy NZ website last week. Politics is about people, and policy changes lives. Our party values will drive our policy development. Our policies will be integrated and interconnected. They will be developed with people for people. Oh, 
you don't say. Now, here's Christina Luxon on the day the Third World People's Banana Republic of Aotearoa officially slipped into recession. Every Kiwi deserves to get ahead and have access to high-quality public services like better health care, higher education standards, and effective policies that will restore law and order. But that can't happen without a strong economy. And this morning, New Zealand officially entered recession. It marked six straight months of decline for the New Zealand economy. Labour will make excuses about this being a problem imported from overseas. But the data does not lie. New Zealand is now in worse shape than the countries we compare ourselves with. Australia, Canada and the US have all faced similar global challenges, but none face the toxic economic predicament we now find ourselves in with sky-high inflation, rapidly rising interest rates, a current account blowout, and now a shrinking economy. It is only through a strong economy that we can bring down the cost of living, unleash the economy to raise incomes for all, and pay for the public services Kiwis need and deserve. National has a plan to fix the economy, we will stop wasteful government spending, give you tax relief, and deliver the skills, infrastructure, and innovation New Zealand needs to thrive. Now, more than ever before, New Zealand needs sound economic management to get through these difficult times. Patriots, please understand what's happening here. Christina Luxon is talking about the worst most evil, tyrannical regime in New Zealand history, but you'd never know it from his weasel words. Economic collapse is one of the inevitable outcomes of such tyranny. Tyranny is an abomination. The leader of the opposition, while opposition is allowed, should be seething, bristling, fuming, raining hellfire and brimstone down on this tyranny and the devastation it has wrought. This is a time for the boldest of bold colours. Instead, we get the palest of pale pastels. Christina Luxon, of course, is leader of the controlled opposition, part of the Uni Party, a truly wicked, globalist, Sorosian cabal, including the Pfizer shill, Snake Seymour. One waited in vain for an earthquake from the National Party conference over the weekend. Instead, not so much as a tremor. And of course, Chrissy Hipkiss, fresh from pleasuring the odious Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum. While our beloved country burns, its treasonous, foul, and pestilent, weasel-wording globalists wank. When Britain squared off against tyranny, she had a leader sporting the boldest of bold colors, 
he didn't waffle on about getting through these difficult times. He promised blood, toil, tears, and sweat. Let's conclude by reminding ourselves what leadership in the fight against tyranny sounds like. We should prove ourselves once more able to defend our island home, to ride out the storm of war, and to outlive the menace of tyranny, if necessary for years, if necessary alone. At any rate, that is what we are going to try to do. That is the resolve of His Majesty's government, every man of them. That is the will of Parliament and the nation, the British Empire and the French Republic, linked together in their cause and in their need, will defend to the death their native soil, aiding each other like good comrades to the utmost of their strength. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. CR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio.